The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Indie authors now wear more hats than ever as we strive to create a career full of meaning, prosperity, and potential. We've juggled the demands and continue to be rebels in the face of adversity. Now, after years of hearing the shouts of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place are the seeds of a better way to rapid release. A way that feels incredible as we build a sustainable, lifelong author career that not only increases our visibility and royalties, but it's all done with intention and ease. If you're ready to buck the system and become the visionary authorpreneur I know you're meant to be, you've come to the right place. I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. It is a brand new week, the last week in July. Like, how did that happen? (laughs) I have to say I'm feeling a bit more relaxed now. My daughter is officially finished with all of her performances for Newsies. And so the shuttling of kids back and forth has at least dwindled down to just one kid that I have to shuttle back and forth for the most part. So sigh of relief. And a little more room, a little more space into my day is going to be much appreciated. Now, (laughs) one of the things I will miss, though, is that when I've been in the car doing all the things that moms do when they're in the car, dropping kids off a bazillion times, is when I'm alone, I either listen to audiobooks or I listen to, you know, various YouTube channels or whatever. And one of the things I've been doing the most lately is really listening to Abraham Hicks speak about various topics. And I've been doing that for a while, but there was one talk that they gave that was so profound that made me actually stop in my tracks, pull over and contemplate their words for a hot sec because it was so powerful. And their concept, the thing that they introduced was, you know, when someone is struggling, right? And we talked about the struggle bus last week, but so when they're struggling and doing all the things, but things are not connecting in the way that they feel that they should. There is typically, as far as they are explaining it to us, there is typically a subconscious belief that is derailing the success. And that subconscious belief is nothing more than your dominant intent. So sometimes when we don't sit down and we don't think about what it is we want to accomplish, what what is it we really want to accomplish with our career, with a specific book, with the ads that we're going to run or the promos that we're doing. Like when we don't sit down and really decide, you know how important that decide factor is. When we don't sit down and decide what it is that we want, what our dominant intent is for this thing, what ends up happening is that we have subconscious beliefs that will get in the way of it. And some of them are going to be in the form of resistance. Some of them will be in the form of a block. So even though in our conscious mind, we think, hey, I want this really successful author career. But if your dominant intent is to not be seen, for instance, it's going in direct opposition to what it is that you're trying to accomplish with a successful, prosperous author career. Do you see what I'm saying? So. The big aha moment for me was with my author career, 
And the reason why it's taken as long for me, (laughs) I think, to get my bearings and to really push myself out there and to start really opening up doors is that my dominant intent, and I remember placing it. So that's the part that like really kicks me in the pants. I remember placing this dominant intent on my author career back in 2010 when I first started writing Pandamus. And that was, I want to just use my writing as a creative outlet and those who need to see it, those who need to read my books, they will find me. That was my dominant intent. It was not money. It was not for any other reason than to fulfill the creative urges of my soul. And so as I shifted through the years, because life situations changed, like when I started writing Pandamus in 2010, I was still married to my kid's dad. Things weren't going the hottest there, but it was fine for the most part-ish. It was coming to the end. But then once everything changed, once it was the divorce and then the new marriage and the new kid and new houses and new financial responsibilities that were all kind of interplaying with things, the responsibilities of reality, and I'm using air quotes here, reality (laughs) started weighing down on me. And that's when I started shifting a lot more toward, I want this thing that I love so much to also bring me money, right? And then I struggled. And then I struggled and then I struggled and then I struggled and I wanted this thing to happen. I wanted this thing to work. And there was a lot of efforting. There was a lot of struggle busing through those years because of the fact that my dominant intent was placed way back in 2010 when I was like, this is the thing I love to do. This is the thing that fulfills my soul. But there was no like dominant intent for money. There was no like, I want to do this thing and earn money from it. There wasn't that at that time because I was a stay-at-home mom. I did some freelance stuff on the side. It was a completely different lifetime ago, really, honestly. It was like so different. And so when we are shifting into something else, when we've grown into something else, when we've evolved into someone new, it's really important that you take a step back and reassess and put on a new dominant intent. Because if we're not clear to ourselves, if we are still in opposition to what it is we have declared, even if it's subconscious, even if we are just like, you know, I just want to do this thing. I don't, I don't care if it earns money. I just want people to love it. But, but really in reality, you would really love it to earn money. You're, you're going up against two beliefs that are not going to work for you and they cancel each other out. So what you need to do is get clear in yourself on what is it you really, really want. And it's really important, I think, to sit down with like a journal or with, um, I have a journal app that I use called Diarly. I love it. It's so good. You can break like different journals out. So like, you know, you could have a money journal, you could have like a daily life journal, you could have a, I'm trying to work on my author BS journal, whatever it is, like, right, you can have different journals, and then you can go back and and specifically reread things that you're trying to accomplish. There have been times where like I was going through money boot camp, or I've gone through sell from your soul from Amanda Francis, or, you know, rich as fuck, whatever it is, I will create a journal specifically for it, and go through the exercises that way. I love to type. So sometimes it's easier and faster for me to just type it out than write it. But it just depends, right? It just depends on how I'm feeling in each day. Because sometimes there is a power in the hand, eye, paper, coordination aspect of it, right? So what I want you to do, if your author career isn't really functioning in the way that you want it to, I want you to kind of become an excavator for a minute. I want you to think back to when you first started. 
I want you to think back to what were the feelings you were invoking back then? How were you believing your author career could unfold? Did you look at it as something that was going to grow? Or were you just focused on the one book? Did you see it as something that could evolve into being a platform for being able to describe, you know, the themes that you are resonating with in your life? Did you look at it as a way to earn money? And if the answers to those questions are really like, no, I was doing it because of XYZ or whatever, you need to start looking at how to incorporate how the new you would love your career to look like. And what I mean by that is I want you to start envisioning now, because you have to start where you are now, envision now what it will look like in five years, what it will look like in 10 years. I want you to sit for just 15 minutes and just really ponder like, what happens if you write four books a year? What, what would that look like? So that would be 20 books in five years, right? So in five years, you'd have 20 books under your belt. Maybe you already have 20. So that would be 40 books. Or in 10 years, how many would that be? That'd be 40 books, obviously. Or like how much money could you earn? Or how many people could you impact? What would it look like between where you are now to where you're trying to go? And as you do that, put the dominant intent that you want a successful and prosperous career, that that is the dominant intent now, that yes, you want to be creative, obviously, that that supports the overlying goal of earning money, of being successful at what you're doing. Because you can't be successful, guys. You can't earn a good living if your books are crap. So of course, you're going to have wonderful books that you're writing. Of course, it's going to be a way to fulfill your creative juices and have a, an outlet for all of that to pour out of you and become a thing. But put down what your new dominant intent is so that you can expand into it, so that you can give room and breathe space into it and allow yourself to now grow and evolve and transform into that person, into that thing. And let go of the person you were back then. Let go of the person you had to be back then Maybe it was out of necessity that you were a certain way. Maybe it was out of a necessity that you started writing. Maybe it was because you were in turmoil. And so you're no longer in turmoil. So your books to you don't feel as good because they're not as heart-wrenching. There's all sorts of ways that this kind of interplays in our creative outlets, in our creative endeavors. And so give yourself permission to look at who you are right now and to set a new dominant intent for your career. Set new dominant intents for your books too. As you're getting your next book ready, or as you're planning your next series, think about what it is you want that series to accomplish. See it in that launch phase. See it growing in a year's time after that. Help it to become so concrete in your mind that it has no choice but to become the thing that you're asking the universe to give to you, because you will rise up to that challenge. Your subconscious mind is so powerful. And that's why it trips us up in the background sometimes, because we don't give it the credit that it is actually like due, because it is so good at keeping you safe. It is so good at giving you creative insights. It is so good at helping you to reach goals, but you have to put it into motion for you. You have to Harness its power for good and not evil, if you get my drift. It's time for you today to bust out a journal. I don't care if it's a Word document, a Google Doc, 
or if it literally is diarily or a you know journal book, I want you to sit down and write out what was life like for you when you first started writing? What do you believe your dominant intent was to start writing? What is it that you now wanted to evolve into? How do you want those two dominant intents to marry up? Can they become a much larger intent? Can you be more intentional with everything else as you move forward with it? What books, as you're creating them this year, can go under that dominant intent of how you want your career to expand and grow and and fold into? I want you to think about it. Like, really write down all the thoughts that are coming and just let them keep flowing until you get to the point where you have no more. Like, you're spent. Your momentum has finished, and that's all you have to give. And then I want you to let it sit for a couple of days. Let it sit, just kind of let it stew in the background, because believe me, your subconscious mind is going to keep working on it. And then I want you to come back maybe three, five days later and reread what you wrote. Let it be this stream of consciousness thing as you write it. So when you come back to it, you're like, whoa, yeah, I see this now. I see what it was I was doing. Because sometimes even when we're doing it, like as an exercise like this, we're still not sure what that dominant intent was. But if we start by describing what it was like for us, what the situations were around why we started writing or wanting to publish or wanting to become an author. If we start describing what our excitement was or what our mindset was around everything that we were doing, it'll start to give us little clues, even if we're not 100% certain what we were thinking then. Because you're going to remember the way you felt and the feelings are going to guide you towards what it was you were really thinking and feeling at the time. So that's really a key thing to to hone in on and really pay attention to as you're trying to unearth what your dominant intent was. Now, you don't have to unearth it either if you don't want to. If you go, obviously, my dominant intent was not working for me. It was not the thing that brought me success. Just rewrite over it. But you're going to have to know that this new dominant intent is more powerful. You're going to have to give more emotion behind it. Like, really think about what you want to accomplish. Really envision that new life, that new goal that's coming to fruition, the way that everything is going to grow and evolve and how you're going to feel when that happens, how it's going to feel when you have thousands of reviews on your books instead of just a couple, how you're going to feel when you're making thousands of dollars a day instead of maybe a couple bucks. How are you going to feel as everything starts to grow and expand and get better and better and better? That is your job. That is your goal. So this week, Take some time, even if it's just a couple of minutes for the next three days. Write down your your thoughts about everything that you're doing. Write down your dominant intent as it looks now, as you are today. And I want you to see how it unfolds for you over the next month. Look at it as an experiment. Look at it as, okay, I have laid down a new dominant intent and I'm going to start working toward it. Let it be the guiding light for everything you're doing right now. Let it become the beacon for you to work towards as you're doing all of the things that you're doing for your author career, knowing that it's possible, knowing that it's coming, knowing that everything that you are doing right now is leading you exactly to where you want to be because you can't screw it up. And everything you are doing is adding up in your favor. It's all working out for you. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's my thought process for things this week. It was such a powerful moment for me that I had to, like I said, I had to pull over and really ponder it for a sec because I was like, oh my gosh, 
I never thought about what my primary dominant intent was when I first started. And the reason it was so powerful was because I think it was still playing such a huge role in my life. And so acknowledging it and thanking it for what it was then was great. It helped me to realize how I've evolved and how this new this new person of me wants a different dominant intent now. And it was okay to forgive myself. I don't know if forgives the right word, but kind of. It's okay for me to become someone new. It's okay for me to no longer be that person wanting that thing only. Does that make sense? And I think we creative people, like when we're doing something that fulfills us, there's this weird, I don't know, backlash or this weird vibe around earning money doing something that you really love that's creative. I don't know why this is. It's just super weird. But I think that is what we're here for. And money is just energy, right? It just, it flows to us and through other people to us. It is not coming from them specifically. It's just energy shifting from one place to another. And that's okay because you're giving something to them in return. You are giving them an experience. You are giving your readers this incredible entertainment, this incredible journey to get out of their own heads for a while, which no kidding is so valuable, especially when things seem so dire in our world right now. We need more light. We need more things to shift that darkness and bring light to it. And we authors and artists are the light bringers. We are the people who make that possible. So don't feel as if what you're doing isn't powerful because it is. All right, guys, if you are looking for the transcript for today, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 142 and download it there. Don't forget, this is the final week of the Independence Month 2022. So if you're hearing this in July of 2022, you have a couple more days to get in on the incredible sales going on with Author Revolution courses. You can get one of two stacks or you could get both stacks if you wanted, whatever. But this particular sale is not going to happen again until next year, possibly. And even then, I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like. I don't know if it'll be the same type of stack. I don't know what the price point will be like. I'm going to just wait and see what my dominant intent is in 2023. (laughs) So if you are looking to get lifetime access to any of the courses that I've created, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash indie, I-N-D-I-E, pendants. And it will also be in the show notes as well if you want to just click on the button and head over there. So that's it. Go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. 
In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon.